Welcome to the Animal Rescue League of Berks County's podcast series. I am your host, Beth Ireland. I have a longtime ARL volunteer and foster mom and assorted other things with me today. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Vicki Hoffman. Uh, Vicki, other than people maybe having seen you at the ARL, what do you do, do during the day? Because people might know you otherwise. I am uh, an employee of the city of Reading. I was a codes inspector. I now am a zoning inspector. Oh, I didn't know that, that you switched. Yes, I did. Oh, congratulations. Ago, thank you. So you're working for Craig now. Yes. 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 Good boss. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So out and about in the city of Reading, probably people have, anybody that lives in the city may know you from that. I know I do. Thank yes. you for your help with that. Um, how long have you been volunteering at the ARL? It's been about 10 years. Has it really? Yes. Why'd you start? Well, I, in all honesty, the, the ARL takes in 90% of the animals that come in from the county city and countywide um you know just about all the animals go there um i had met harry about 10 years ago love him great great guy um again you know that was my choice of going there because i know the bulk of the animals do come into to that shelter and they need help you know they needed help so 10 years ago what did you start doing i would come in and just walk dogs you know spend time in the cat room with the cats um just spend time with with uh, the dogs and the cats and, and walking at that point that's all i did when i started and then at some point i don't exactly know when you started um holding bingos for right us. We, we did the vera bradley bingos um for we did like five years uh twice a year of the vera bradley bingos we brought in like about a hundred grand i was gonna say around. those were those yes. were pretty significant fundraisers Absolutely. so we did those were the you know we did two a year um, and as I said, for about five years. Yeah. And right now you have a foster dog. Yes, I do. Her name is Iggy. And How- she's from the senior, uh, the, the gray muzzle program muzzle. with Marcy. Um, she's a senior. She's, we're thinking she's only maybe about five. We thought at one point she was seven, but great dog. I, I don't understand why anybody would have given her up. She doesn't go on the furniture. She listens. She, you know, she's crate trained. I mean, I, ha- I don't have one bad thing to say about this dog. She's wonderful. What other animals do you have at home? Um, I have uh, two pit bulls, smaller pit, female, female pit bulls. I have a male pit lab mix, and then I have a chihuahua that I also adopted from the Animal Rescue League that has uh, neurological problems. So, okay, so you have four dogs. Right. No cats? Yes, I have two cats that I also got through the Animal Rescue League. Two cats. Okay, so let's veer off and talk about cats for a minute because you are also really, really active in a local cat rescue. Yes. Which is which one? Catworks. Catworks. And tell us a little about what Catworks does. Okay, Catworks actually at one point was only taking in cats for about 10 years. Um, the last two years, they started taking in dogs. Um, we are, have been pulling dogs from shelters, primarily the Animal Rescue League, and adopting them out. Um, currently now, with the puppies we have, we probably have about 20 dogs for adoption. So we have talked a little bit about rescue on the podcast previously, but um, something that is kind of unique about rescues is there's not a facility. Right. So this is not a place you go. So right. they depend on you know a lot of networking to get the word out about their animals. Um, and Catworks has worked pretty closely with the ARL for quite some time um, and are one of our um, very, very good and loyal and committed pullers from us. So we appreciate all the work that Catworks does. Um, so you also foster cats. Yes, I foster cats for the Animal Rescue League and Catworks. And Catworks. So yes. there's just always a menagerie of things happening in your house. Oh, absolutely. I've had up to eight dogs in my house. So <laughs> Okay, so you have two pits, a pit mix chihuahua and then uh iggy who is a pit mix as well and then iggy who is your current foster dog mm-hmm. when did you start fostering in I, general? I've, I've well fostering probably about it's that's probably be 
almost nine years, I guess. I actually started, I mean, I started out at the ARL, and then I branched out. I uh, did Great Dane Rescue. I did Doggy D. Bordeaux Rescue, the Mastiff Rescue. I am actually the Pennsylvania contact for Neapolitan Rescue. Wow. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yes. That's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you get out of foster and why would you if somebody is thinking about it why would you tell them to make the leap and do it well i i I put this on facebook every day probably um fostering save lives saves lives what people have to understand is the shelter especially the animal rescue league who does take in the bulk of the animals for the entire county and city only has so many spaces for dogs and cats clearly we all know when you run out of space you run out of space um rescues pull these dogs and cats to give them a chance to you know that that they can go into a foster home and get a permanent home. I mean, without the rescues, uh, like many more would perish in shelters because clearly, you know, when you run out of room, you don't really have a choice. Um, So you're, A, you're saving a life. Um, You're saving two lives. Exactly. Um, You you bring that dog into your home. And I mean, I've fostered many, many dogs, all different sizes, um, as I said. And you know, you do get attached to them. I've had people say to me, oh, I, I couldn't foster. I could never do no. it. No, and yeah. you know what? We're, we're all, we've all been foster failures. I mean, I've done it a couple times. I've kept my foster dogs, but I always keep the ones usually that have medical issues or aren't real adoptable. Um, you, you want that, that dog or cat to go out, especially if it's going to go to a home where maybe the people are home more than you are. Um, they can give them more of a, a better home life than you can. Like myself, I work two jobs. But, um, you know, again, you're to me, you're saving a life, uh, you know, and I, it's just very rewarding. I mean, it's so I can't even explain the feeling you get when you you do take in a dog to foster and then they get that forever home. And, you know, if you hadn't done that, they could have perished. You know, yeah. um, they, they may never or especially dogs that have been in an abusive situation or they were chained out their whole lives. I mean, I have a dog right now that he was chained out and shot at. He had. He had pellets in his chest when I got him I I rescued him from a rescue I'm very close to down in in Virginia and this poor dog never had a home life and now he's he's living with me and he just he's in heaven and it is so rewarding to see those transition happen absolutely I know um probably he had some of this too when I got Stella she didn't know what grass was and didn't know how to go up and down steps and and watching those I mean I I don't have kids but I equate it to you know watching your baby grow and watching those first steps and um so 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 rewarding it is and that's I mean it's just and and, and I think you know what I push as well people think fostering is hard number one it costs you nothing to foster I tell people you know you know you if you can't adopt fine at least foster it costs you nothing you know we provide the crate the food any vet care that would be needed. Toys, blankets. Exactly. If you need it, we've right. got it. Or, and, and I will have somebody say to me, well, I work all day. Well, it's better that the dog's in the crate eight, nine hours a day, which mine are, than sitting in a shelter, you know, waiting to get adopted or hoping to get adopted. Um, you know, it, it, I, I've, I've had people come to me with different things like that. Well, I work too much. I work two jobs and I foster. So anybody can foster. Anybody can do it. Absolutely. And it's such a good thing. You know, there are people that are, uh, I was just talking to a woman on the phone yesterday who she's a senior citizen mm-hmm. and she loves dogs and had dogs all of her mm-hmm. life. And then she said, but we, we travel too much in the summer now. Well, you know what? You're a perfect foster parent mm-hmm. in all the seasons that aren't. So it's yeah. a great way if you are an animal lover, but for one reason or another, can't commit to an animal full time. Mm-hmm. Fostering is a great way to get to fulfill that need you have to give love to an animal um, and really do some good while you're giving that love. And another thing, when, when you say 
and people have said that to me while well, I travel or a vacation, as long as the dog that they're fostering is good with other dogs, us as other foster people, we, we'll take that dog in if you're going on vacation. I've done that. I yeah, have, I have too. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, even that's not an issue. Um, but again, you know, I, I push it, you know, and it, it costs nothing. It, it's a little bit of your time. Yeah. And again, you're saving a life. Yeah. And it's, people say, you know, it must be so hard to give them up. It's not the same, you know, I, I think people think it's like surrendering. Mm-hmm. You're not, you, when you watch that pet go to this family that is mm-hmm. happy and excited and they can't wait to have them, it's, mm-hmm. it's different. Like, yes, it's sad. You give them away, but it's such a happy ending. And I think you have to, and I'll give you a, a real quick example. Uh, the dog that I fostered before Iggy was for Doggy D Bordeaux Rescue. It, she was a female Bordeaux, about seven and um, she came from State College, and I had her about four months because she had to be spayed. And I became very attached because I had lost my own Bordeaux about a year prior who looked just like her. And uh, they found her a home up in Boston with a, a young couple who had a male Bordeaux. And I was, I was torn. I was like, oh, I would love to keep her. But uh, when I found out that, again, me working two jobs, she had to be crated all day, they actually took their male and were, were going to take the female, her, to doggy daycare every day oh and they took them on all their trips so how could i give up that kind of home for her right you know <clears throat> all right well vicky that 10 minutes flew by just like that mm-hmm. so thank you so much for everything that you do and have done and will do i'm sure for the animal rescue league for catworks and for all of the other rescues you're involved with if anybody has um, any interest in learning more about catworks can you tell us how they would find that information um, you can go on our website, um, and, you know, we, we have an email on there. You can email us. Um, you can contact me. Um, you know, my actually, my email is duke, D-U-K-E, 27, at windstream.net. You know, you can contact me as well via email. And you'll see CatWorks out from time to time at local pet stores. Um, they'll have animals there. So Absolutely. And on our website, you know, we do list. We're at Petco once a month. We have the Westies event coming up next week. Um, We actually do have a bingo as well in April. We're doing a coach bingo. So we do have events coming up, and that's all listed on our Facebook page and our website. Awesome. And, of course, if you want to get any information about the Animal Rescue League, you can visit us online at www.berksarl.org. Information about all of our current adoptables and our foster program and anything else you might need to know, it's all there. Vicki, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next week.